Good afternoon. This is Jeff Thomas, and I would like to welcome each of you to this uh, late Saturday afternoon edition of Words from the Word of God. I want to get right into the message because we have quite a bit of scripture to cover today, and I ask that you would bear with me. I will try not to keep you too long, but let's go ahead and read in the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to tell us today. Matthew chapter 27, the gospel of Matthew chapter 27, there we will be reading for the purpose of the message, verses 15 down through verse 25, and the word of God tells us here, now at the feast, that, now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would, and they had been a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas, or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou, not, have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day of him in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? That they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather that the tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, see ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Do you know today, my friend, there is one statement that no man, woman, boy or girl born as a babe into this world can say. There is one statement that we cannot make. And that is what the statement that Pilate makes right here in verse 24 of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27. Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing. He washed his hands. He saw that he could not convince them to not crucify Christ. And they wanted Barabbas released. So he washes his hand. And what does he say? I am innocent of the blood of this just person. I tell you right there, he already says who Jesus is. He said Jesus Christ. He identified him twice in verse 17 and again in verse 22. But here he says, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous, in the Greek carries the meaning, righteous person, this just person, see ye to it. There is not one of us living today apart from Jesus Christ that can make that statement. I am innocent of the blood 
of this just person. In fact, if you are are blood-bought, that means you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You cannot at all, it does not make no difference. None of us, whether we are saved or not, can make the statement that we are innocent of the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Why is that? Well, let's look at Scripture, and let's see where we stand apart from his blood. The Bible tells us, the Word of God tells us in Psalm 51, 5, and this is the psalmist talking, he, uh, writing, he says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. The Apostle Paul writes to us in Romans chapter 3, verses uh, 10 through 12, as it is written, and he is quoting from the Psalms here, he's pointing us back to the Old Testament, in, in, the, in the book of Psalms, he says, as it is written, there is none righteous. Listen to the language used here. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all, all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And then we go on down to verse 23 in Romans chapter 3. We see that uh, the Lord is telling us here, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then if we go to Romans chapter 5 verse 12, we see where God tells us in his word, wherefore as by one man, talking about Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon who? All men. For why? For that all have sinned. My friends, today we can mark it down. The Word of God puts it out here point blank for us to see that God's verdict upon man uh, born here on this earth is a sinner and in a sin nature eternally separated from him. That death spoken of there in Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Excuse me for a second. The death spoken of there in uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 12 speaks not only of physical death, which every day that we live, we take a step closer to physical death, but it also speaks of the spiritual death, that eternal separated uh, separation that is between us and God because of what the sin nature and the sins that we commit. Uh, uh, you know, God has to pour out his wrath upon sin. He loves the sinner because it is not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to what? Repentance. But he has to pass wrath. His, ju- his righteous judgment, his holy righteous judgment upon that which so destroys his perfect creation and his image bearers. Uh, we were created in his likeness and his image. And because Adam sinned right here in Romans chapter 5, it looks back to Genesis chapter 3, where, or I'm sorry, excuse me, yeah, Genesis chapter 3, where Adam uh, deliberately disobeyed God's commandment, which he gave him in Genesis chapter 2, 15 through 17, where he instructed him not to eat of the tree of the 
knowledge of good and evil. And he said, In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God was speaking to him there about spiritual death. Adam was created in a perfect relationship with God, in perfect communion. That's why he was created to have dominion over God's creation, but to have perfect fellowship with God. But when he sinned, when Adam sinned and deliberately disobeyed God, God had to punish that sin. And that is where death, physical death, is pronounced in Genesis 3.19. But spiritual death was pronounced also in the, uh, the commandment of God given to Adam, the spiritual death. So we are dead physically. We're dying physically, excuse me, but we are spiritually dead. We are separated from God. In fact, Scripture tells us, in the, in the Apostle Paul's writing to the Christians in Rome, in Romans chapter 8, 7, it says, For to be carnally minded is enmity against God. The mind that is dominated by the sinful nature, which is our nature at birth, is at enmity with God. It is an we are enemies of God. That means we're hostile toward God. It took a great price, and I spoke on this a few messages back. We were bought with a price, and that was the blood of Jesus Christ. There is not a one of us that can claim righteousness apart from the blood of Jesus Christ, the innocent, spotless, blemish-free Son of God, the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. It was set up, and God looked down through the portals of time and knew that he would have to send his Son, that his Son would have to die at a place called Calvary, and the price that he would have to pay there was one of his blood. The Apostle Paul writes in another place in Ephesians chapter 1, 7, in whom, speaking of Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. For, uh, Peter, the Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 20, 18 through 20, he says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your father. Listen close, my friend. But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that, raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. The only way our, faith, our hope and our faith can be in God is if we have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross. We do not have time to read it today, but if you read on over into uh uh, Matthew chapter 27 and the latter part of that chapter, you will see where Jesus was crucified. There he shed his blood. But, but, but during that time, you see, Jesus uh, was beaten. Isaiah says in Isaiah 52 that he was beaten. His visage was so marred that he was not recognizable as a human. He was scourged here in Matthew chapter 26, uh, 27 verse 26. It says, Pilate then released Barabbas unto them, and he 
And, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. I tell you what, that scourging, the Roman scourging, I, I invite you to read up on that one time, uh, sometime when you have time. We don't have time for the purposes of the message, but the point being that there was a high price paid there at Calvary's cross for the, our redemption. Paul said it right there in Ephesians 2, I'm sorry, 1-7, in whom, Jesus, we have redemption. That means we have been bought with a price. We have been bought off the slave market of sin by a price, and that was his blood. Peter says the same thing there in First Peter 18. He said uh, in verse 19, but we were bought with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. I tell you what, without the blood, the Bible says in Hebrews, I believe it's... Uh, uh, verses, uh, excuse me for one second, let me find it here. Verse 22 of chapter 9 of Hebrews, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. There is no remission. There is no forgiveness of sins without the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That is the price he paid for you. If Whether you know him as your personal Lord and Savior or not, you cannot say, well, I'm not innocent of the blood. I don't even believe in him. Well, that doesn't matter. God says you are responsible for placing him on the cross by your sinful nature. Your sins, by our sins, he was placed there. In fact, the Bible says, God's Word tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians 5.21, he said, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he hath made him, talking about Jesus, God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We cannot, or one of us say, we, none of us can make the statement that we are innocent of the precious blood of Jesus Christ because that is what it takes to, for us to be reconciled and brought back from death to life unto, and be reconciled unto God our Father through Jesus Christ and his blood shed on Calvary's cross. Look at it this way. Jesus took his place in death that through him, as our resurrected Savior, we might uh, take our place uh, in, in life eternal. He took his place in death and shed his blood that through him, as our resurrected Savior, we might take our place in life eternal. And Jesus said for the thief in John 10, 10, he said, for the, thief, for the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The only way we can have life is to invite him into our life and our hearts as our Savior by faith and his work on Calvary's cross and ask for the cleansing of his blood to be upon our sinful nature and all our sins. I pray that this has been a blessing to you as we have entered well into the weekend, and I pray that you would have a blessed rest of your weekend, and I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.